0: Welcome in, everybody. Hello. We are back, and this week is a little bit different than our regular weeks. We have the special guest of my amazing, wonderful wife, Desiree.
1: Hello. (laughs) Good to be on here. I'm excited. It's my very first podcast.
0: Yep, first podcast for her, so, you know. We got to break her in a little bit, but as you guys can tell, that's not my dad's voice.
1: Nope. So <laughs>
0: my dad is currently gone right now. Um, he's out there in Tennessee um, with my mom. So we, I can't remember if we talked about it at all before he left on the podcast or anything. I don't
1: think but, you guys did.
0: Um. So. My dad's real dad, my grandpa Sonny, um, he lives out there, well, he lived out there in Tennessee in a little town called Chapel Hill, and um, he lived there with my Aunt Wanda, and um, so basically he passed away, gosh, I think two years two years ago on, right around Easter. Yeah. The day, was it the day before Easter? I think it was...
1: I think it was the day before Good Friday.
0: The day before Good Friday, that's what it was. So he had passed away, and um, and then my aunt just recently passed away. And so one of our cousins had called my grandma. And then so my grandma got in touch with my dad. my, And then so my cousin's like, hey, Aunt Wanda died, so you're going to have to come out here and figure it out so very
1: good very very good Tennessee accent there
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we got we got some big accents going on with our family right now we don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny talking to my mom out there because she's just like sounding like a total hick right now
1: she definitely sounds like she's from Tennessee or from the south at least
0: yeah yeah it's pretty funny so anyway so um they're out there um, cleaning out this trailer and stuff, and um, yeah, just kind of figuring out what to do with all the stuff. And just I'm sure mainly
1: giving it away for free is what yeah, it sounds like—a right. lot of free stuff. So that's yeah, really lots of free though. stuff.
0: Um, so the people there—they said that they've just um, been loving the people. That my dad figured out where he got his storytelling from because everybody out there—they just have simple conversation with you, and it turns into a 30-minute long story, and um, so he's he's having a good time with it. They're having a good time with it. I mean, it's been a lot of work, and it's been hot and humid, and <laughs> just not California weather.
1: Well, now we look into to see um, if it's humid anywhere, like if we have humidity up here or if there's humidity down the hill, and we try to see if it's similar to... Or anywhere close to what they have and it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, not doesn't even compare. But um we were just watching a video right before this and they had seen a wild turtle. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. My dad said that Tucker was like <laughs> sniffing a rock and he's like, Oh, that's not a rock, that's a wild turtle.
1: A wild turtle. Yeah. yeah. So they've
0: been seeing turkeys, turtles, <laughs> deer. Um
1: I've never heard of it as a wild turtle. I've never heard a turtle be referred to that. Oh, yeah. As a wild one.
0: Yeah, they're wild.
1: Yeah, okay, well.
0: You know. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so that is why uh, Dez is here with me. And um, so she's going to do this podcast with me. And so I'm really excited to have her here. We've been wanting to get our wives on. And um, we had talked about doing like both of them. And um, and us on like me and my dad and the girls, but so this works out great because they're gone, and so now I get, just get to have Des on. So um, Andrea Desi's mom is watching the babies for us since my parents are gone and stuff. So um, this is kind of like our date time right now. <laughs> so we finally finally get a date, and uh, it's awesome.
1: It's really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited for this.
0: OK, cool. So um, today uh, what we're going to talk about is, well, so let me just break this down first. So um, normally, uh, like my dad said, you know, I go ahead and I prepare all the notes for basically every single podcast. And so this time was a little different because you add in Des. And so Des just um, went ahead and she's like, this is what we're going to talk about. What do you think and stuff? And so I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah. So it's different, you know, having somebody else get it already. So um, so what Des wanted to call this podcast was what's at the end of the road.
1: Ooh, it sounds like you're going to be on the edge of your seat. I hope you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they definitely are right now. <laughs> So we're going to talk about destinations for our relationships in life with God, with spout, with our spouses, our children, our ministry, our job, etc. So another word that we're kind of using here for destination is goal. And so Des and I have been talking about different goals and stuff. And so we, we like to set goals and, um, you know, we like to go after them. So like, you know, for example, right now, um, I'm, trying to get that pesky real estate license that everyone and their mother have, you know. But <laughs> I think it'd be cool uh, being part of the family business and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's something that I'm working towards. Um, you know, another goal that I, uh, that I had was starting this podcast. Yeah. And so we got this podcast going. We're on our 16th episode and it's going good.
1: Yeah, you're killing it.
0: Yeah.
1: You're doing really good. You researched all these microphones and things like that. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. It was really cool to see you go after that. so hard.
0: Thanks, babe. Appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So, babe, you wanted to kind of talk about uh, what you've been up to during this quarantine time.
1: Yeah. So, um, like he said, I came up with this podcast and... Um, the topic of it and all that. And he came home and I had spent like two, he came home from the gym last night and I had spent two hours just trying to figure out like different verses and what we were going to talk about. And so it was really cool because um, I'm just a schedule person. Like I love having schedules. I like to stick to the schedule, except when it comes to time. Like I'm I'm not very good with being on time to places. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. But I am really good at like making a schedule. And so for quarantine, I really felt kind of um, just off my game. I'm sure all of you felt that way too um, as listeners. I think that it was really hard. I mean, you you got some people that got laid off and some people that didn't get laid off and some people were working all the time and some people weren't working at all. And, um, so it was just really weird, you know? And so I got laid off and it's really, it was hard because I am a dental hygienist. And so I see different people every day and I get to interact with them. And granted, I only work three days a week, but it, it still was quite an adjustment to not have to or to not be able to go to work and have that like interaction with other people besides little toddlers. (laughs) And me. And you, you know. (laughs) (laughs) At first he wasn't home all the time. So it was just me and the the little children, (laughs) which is good. But it it made me realize that I really needed to set something up because I felt really out of myself. Yeah. Only because I like to have a schedule, you know. I knew what my days were going to consist of. I knew that Mondays you were off, Tuesdays you were off, Wednesdays um, I'd be with the kids, Thursdays I'd be at work, or Wednesdays I'd be at work, Thursdays I'd be with the kids. And Fridays, I'd be with the kids. No, way.
0: <laughs> no, you worked Wednesdays and Fridays.
1: Oh, see, it's so far back there now that I don't yeah. even remember. I think I worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Yeah. Something like that. Anyways, yeah. well, it was still, it was very hard to get myself on track. And um, so overall, I just knew like that Trey, our three and a half year old is almost four and so I mm-hmm. knew that I needed to get him on track. Like I I knew that my goal was I wanted him to start learning things. I wanted him to know like the letters of the alphabet. I wanted him to know numbers and things like that. And so it was really important for me to make a goal and make a schedule and keep to it. Um and I, I really wanted to make sure that we both got time in with the Lord and that we were incorporating that into um, teaching the kids also and so um, I just wanted to you know get us into a routine of something otherwise I felt like we were going to just completely lose ourselves in this weird time yeah so we I made this schedule and I literally every single day I made for hour from hour to hour, yeah. I made a list of what we were doing. Um,
0: yeah, she had written this schedule up, you know, and then she comes downstairs and it's like me, my mom, and dad, and she's like, "Here's the schedule." I and had it's a schedule like this printed for thick, everyone, like <laughs> five page thing, you know. It's like this is the daily schedule. And we're like, oh, okay.
1: They all gave me a look like I I've literally heard crickets. Yeah. <laughs> It was great. Um, So anyways, so I really wanted to make sure we had that time. Um, I wanted to make sure we were being um, just intentional about our time with our kids and so that they weren't just sitting around watching TV or movies all day. I wanted to make sure their naps stayed normal. I wanted to make sure that we were eating at normal times because we would have breakfast at like... I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning, and then we'd have lunch at, like, 11, and then we'd all be starving by, I don't know, 2 or 3, and then we're like, <laughs> oh, wait, dinner is in 2 more hours or 3 yeah. hours, you know? So it was it was really hard to just keep things together or feel like things were being kept together when everything felt so chaotic, so... That was the point of the schedule, you know? Yeah. So I wanted um, I wanted to make sure that each part of the schedule included like reading or writing or spending time together. Um, that is my end goal. You know, with the kids, I really want them to be intellectual people. I want them to have a relationship with God. I want them to just have special interests and things like that. Um, my goal for our marriage during this time was that we would continue to keep God-centered in that we would make sure that we were coming together um, to just discuss things. Because I felt like it was really easy to, like, lash out because we were so confused and things like that. And, like, mainly me, I would cry a lot during those (laughs) first few weeks of quarantine because I was like, what is happening? Like, what is this all about, you know? And, you know, Justin rarely cries, and this was definitely not one of those crying times for him. So...
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people were crying. Like there was just so much confusion and, and unknown. Yeah, and unknown just right at the beginning, and it was it was difficult for people.
1: Yeah, it was really it was really chaotic. It just felt so uneasy, and just um, everything felt weird and wrong. So, um, so that was one problem that I was having a lot. So I just wanted to make sure that we included time into this schedule. That we could have set aside just for each other um, so that we could come together and discuss these issues that are going on in this chaotic world and I'm sure a lot of the audience can relate I'm sure that you probably lashed out on your spouse or your kids during the quarantine time and it wasn't a pretty sight but you know for me I really wanted to not do that I really knew that that was gonna put a lot of tension In our family and on our family and so I my you know my goal or my destination for it all was to come out of it better than we went into it yeah so um just being able to talk it through and discuss why we thought God was doing what he was doing or discuss how certain other distractions going on in the world were simply too confusing it brought distress and anxiety and fear and things like that and we know from Second Timothy, it says um, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. And so being able to talk this through, um, and it just really brought things back, you know, back to the standard of, you know, what we really wanted from the end of this is just to come out better than we went in. And so the same went with the kids. Like we wanted to make sure that they didn't feel that confusion and that fear and um, all that anxiety too, because whatever we feel we put on to the children and that was right. something I didn't want for them to feel.
0: Right. Yeah. I, man, I loved this time that I loved this quarantine time that we got to have. Like I know it was crazy in the world and there's all this unknown about this disease and, what if we get it, and you know, just yeah. worried about our friends and our family. But for us, like I was telling before, does before like this was just the best time that we've had together. Like this is the most time that in our six years of being married that we have been able to spend together.
1: I know, it was so like it was so beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, like. You know, since since we've been married, I've been working and she was going to school and then working and you know, so we we never had all this time off together. Mm-hmm. You know, like of course we have the vacations here and there. Um, but once I got vacation time, right. and stuff, you know. So um yeah, so like that time was just so special to me and even with the kids, like, you know, um you get the two weeks off when they're birthed. first born, yeah. <laughs> when they're first born, and so I got like two or three weeks off with each of the kids. Then, but you know, since then it's just been vacations here and there. But no, but for this time I got to have like I'd work four days, have ten days off. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, it's basically like I had a month off. You know, all combined, it seems yeah. like you know, so. It was just really special time um, for us, you know, and so the schedule that Des had set up, I think it, it worked great for us, you know, like with us just not sitting around, because I think a lot of people's um, problems during that is they'd just be sitting around letting their mind let them go crazy, right, yeah. basically, you know, like I'd see all these all our, some of our friends, not all of our friends, but some of our friends like hiding in closets, drinking alcohol and stuff yeah. like like it, it was having a, a reverse effect on some people like some people were really depressed and having a really hard time. And like, you know, I get it like some of these people with older kids. We're having to um, teach them, and
1: they've never done that before. They've never
0: done that, yeah. So they're having to go through school, and you know, our kids weren't of that age and a new yet.
1: Profession of being a teacher,
0: yeah. So yeah, you're turned into a teacher. You lose your job, you know, yeah. and yeah, or you're working from home as well. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's it's a lot. So you know, so um, us having that that schedule and stuff really made us able to um, make the most of the time that we had.
1: It's true. I mean, when we got married, I think that that's why it was such a weird transition when quarantine happened because we didn't have, we've never had that much time together. Yeah. So I think that it was really hard. And I think that it was weird for me because I wasn't used to having you home all the time, you know? And yeah. so putting this together really, I felt like it helped to, to kind of guide us a little bit into like what we were supposed to be doing. Otherwise, I felt like we were just like lost.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it was definitely different, but it was awesome.
1: It was so awesome. I think that once we implemented that schedule and like we're able to kind of realize that we wanted to come out of quarantine and this COVID controversy better than we went into it, I think that that's when... Um, I think everything shifted then. I feel like that's when the Lord really put it on our hearts to just kind of lean into him during that time Mm -hmm. and lean into each other instead of like going like not against each other. It's not like we were fighting all the time or anything, but not to. um, I don't know, just not realizing that we were on the same team with the same end goal. I think that that really helped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah. So, um, anyways, to go on, um, we Justin and I started reading this book called The Life Giving Parent, and it's I I definitely am the one that um, suggested this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not his favorite, and it's very very wordy and very long. Yeah,
0: you know, it's it's hard because like I don't I don't know. You know, there's, there's a lot of um, husband and wife books and books for parenting <laughs> and all that, you know. And, I, you know, does just has, it, like, everybody's spoken to in different ways, yeah. you know. And so does has this lady, um, this Sally Clarkson.
1: And job. she
0: just absolutely loves her, you know. And she's,
1: like a, she's like a grandma to me. I just feel like I yeah. can, like, sit with her and listen to her speak and next to the fire with hot cocoa or something, right. you know.
0: Yeah, and for me, I can't stand it. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll fall asleep in, in minutes listening to it. So she buys these books that are written by Sally Clarkson. It's
1: my favorite author. And so
0: this one is Sally Clarkson and Her Husband. And let me tell you guys, her husband's worse <laughs> than she is. Like she he is like I don't know.
1: Her husband is very like uh wordy. Like he's very yeah. eloquent with his words. Yeah. So it's So
0: he I don't know. I just I can't get into the books and and then we're sitting here trying to read them at like nine thirty, <laughs> ten o'clock at night, <laughs> you know. That's when
1: our normal date time is.
0: Yeah. That's that's how the kids are in bed, and we're in bed drinking some tea,
1: trying to figure out how to be good parents, yeah, with and keep our end goal in mind, right? Um, so anyway, so him and his wife got together, they wrote this book about um parenting and parenting well and being very intentional with your kids, and um, and so it was really good to read. They they would talk about or they talked about how they would get together every Sunday and discuss their schedule for the week. they would um, let the kids come in, and the kids would talk about what they wanted to do like if they wanted to go to certain classes or if they wanted to study this um, so yeah. it was like because
0: I'm sure all they wanted to do was study and go to classes
1: I, well if they wanted to like play outside or like <laughs> learn about well obviously they're homeschooled but yeah. they um they they had different methods, so it was, like, interest-led learning and stuff like that. So, um, anyways, during this time, the kids wrote in their journals what they wanted to be, and I'm not talking about, like, jobs or anything like that, but I mean, like, their personalities and how they wanted um, how they wanted to act. And so there was a story about their youngest daughter, and she wrote that she wanted to be passionate and loving and hardworking and that she really wanted to be like Jesus. And so... Um, She went back at like 16, I think it was, and reread this journal entry, and it inspired her to um, be all of those things because that's what the 10-year-old her set her standard as. And so it was really cool because 16-year-old her already had a goal from her 10-year-old self that she wanted to be like Jesus. And I just... um, I feel that like is cool. I feel like that really just like like hit me hard. I really I really want our kids to like look back and be like, man, I want to be exactly what my you know ten year old self wanted me to be, you know, and like like live up to that standard. Yeah. So um, it was cool because I mean, think about Jesus's like attributes, you know. Mm-hmm. And his goodness and his miracles and stuff like that. So they made time, but they wouldn't have known any of this as children if the family didn't make time in scheduling their days out to learn about Jesus and to talk about, you know, what he's done or what he had done and what he is doing in their family and stuff like that. So that they made that goal to achieve it. So I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: And so it made me think about, like, if you don't make time for Jesus, you'll lose the time that you were meant to spend with him. And um, so having the schedule during quarantine, you know, we even scheduled in, like, Devo time. We scheduled in that, like, okay, you're going to get your private time with the Lord at this time, and I'm going to wake up at this time, and this is when I'm going to have my private time with the Lord. And so... Scheduling that in made it so that, um, you know, God was able to reveal new things to us because we were putting forth that effort, you know, trying to achieve the goal that we wanted to be closer to him. We wanted to be better people towards the end of this. And so in Ecclesiastes 3, it says, or Solomon says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And I truly feel like he has set eternity in our hearts so that we can help lead and guide our children and those around us to see God in us and through us. And maybe they can have eternity in their hearts at some point, you know, like that should be our, that should be our end goal. That should be what comes up at the end of the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had talked about um, before on this podcast just using the most of this time mm-hmm. um, with your relationships, whether it was your family, friends, or God, yeah. you know, and just like Des had said in that verse that God makes things beautiful in his time. And so whether you realize it or not, um, God has allowed this time to happen in all of our lives.
1: It's so true.
0: So Psalm 139.16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me.
1: I love that verse.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. So you see, God knows the beginning from the end. He creates each and every one of our days. It's just up to us on how we're going to use them. Yeah. So God can make this time beautiful, even with a pandemic, with riots, with, you know, our government fighting each other and <laughs> just everything going on in this world, God can turn it around.
1: It's so true. Yeah. I mean, it has been an incredibly strange time in just four short months. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's give it up to 2020 being the weirdest year. Can you do the, yeah. the clap thing? Oh
0: yeah. I got you. <laughs> Her big goal.
1: That's my big goal in this, life.
0: Yeah, she's like, I just want to hear the clap thing.
1: I had to, like, put that in there somewhere. Yeah, so.
0: yeah on on the her written thing, it says, Justin, push clap button <laughs> and make a funny comment.
1: You forgot your funny comment. That is
0: my funny oh, comment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, but seriously, like, a crazy virus for humans that is super fatal Um, than the crazy human-sized hornets.
0: (laughs) The killer hornets. The killer
1: hornets. Yeah. Rioting. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, you can't go on any social media right now without seeing these, like, crazy conspiracy things about all the child sex trafficking stuff. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I I don't
0: know if they're conspiracies.
1: Well, I know, but there's like things like there's like a thread that people are like pulling and all these other people are coming out with it and stuff. And so it's really it's hard to watch, you know. Um,
0: Yeah, that that part's sad.
1: It makes me really sad. It does. Honestly, I think it's really disgusting. But
0: well, it's almost like people are just kind of using this time like. Because there's different groups getting media attention that they really haven't gotten right. in all these years. And so they're seeing, like, you know, with, with the Black Lives Matter and stuff, they're seeing what kind of pull that this is getting in the mm-hmm. world. And so, like, people are using this time to, like, say, hey, well, you know, this is an issue too.
1: Like spotlight all the yeah. injustice going on in right. the
0: world. Like this is, there's 8 million kids being I sex know. trafficked.
1: I mean, that number was, like, mind-boggling to yeah. me. Yeah. I I was really, really, like, amazed by that. Yeah. It's so awful. Um, but we have a best friend who says that when they opened the COVID box, they forgot to close the box and not let anything else out. And so there's just more and more coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it can all be hard, like, really, really hard to wrap your head around, though. And it's super overwhelming and exhausting to just – Go on to social media even right now because, yeah. I mean, I've, I have taken like, I don't know, how many breaks? Like three different breaks from going on anything because I'll go on and I'll see all this stuff and it just breaks me. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to look at. It's hard to see.
1: Yeah. I mean, so many people right now are in a mental disaster, you know? Yeah, And so some have lost hope, some have lost family members, some have been arguing, some have gotten like broken relationships from all of this, from, you know, from the like social media arguing and bickering and going back and forth. Some are just confused, some are paralyzed with fear. So for those listening, I mean, this has to be implemented into our schedules. There is no time to just sit back and let someone else do all the dirty work. It's time to get in. Like, get your hands dirty, you know? I mean, um, it's time to do this disaster relief. You know, it's time to get in there. God is our coach, and he's calling in for subs, and he's putting you in the game. Sorry, that was my one sports reference. Love it. You're welcome. absolutely love it. So helping those around you has got to be your goal. Um, And I don't mean, like, violating social distancing or whatever, Uh, But what I mean is, the goal is simple bring as many people to heaven with you. Shine the light of God so bright that all of those around you can see it. And at the end of the road, when you've reached your destination, when you've, you know, like accomplished all your goals, how much more are you going to rejoice when you get there, when you get to heaven, when you get to the end of the road, that Karen or Sally or Bob or Ken, you know, they get to see Jesus' glorious face in heaven too. So, um, I don't know these these weird happenings. Just like they won't last forever. It's not no. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to end at some point. I mean, that's not true. We're always going to have something weird come up. You yeah. know, it just these these ones that are currently happening are not going to last forever. Right. But something else is going to come up.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure people didn't think that they w- they would be fighting over racial inequality right, again. Right,
1: right. It's so true. I mean, just to resurrect something that we thought was buried years ago.
0: Right. Yeah. And we thought
1: We thought, yeah, but exactly. Obviously,
0: obviously others didn't.
1: Yeah. It's true. And so like these these things that keep coming up, I mean, um the covid, the quarantine, the racial like injustices or racial issues and all this other stuff. I mean, they're going to teach us something yeah. and they'll build us. They'll refine us. They'll take all the icky stuff out of us and bring out the radiant, beautiful, pure gold um, that God has called us to be. And they'll cause us to seek God. They'll cause us to cry out for him. They'll cause us to question things so that we can go deeper with him. You know, like a lot of this was um, really confusing for me, you know, and, I was like, why is God allowing this? Like, this doesn't feel peaceful at all. None of this feels right with any of it. And so it really brought me to a place where I had to, like, go before the Lord and say, God, what is happening? You know? And so.
0: I think uh, a lot of people felt like that.
1: Yeah. And so I think that that's the thing, though. You know, when you're feeling that way, instead of drowning yourself in like a with the noise of Netflix or the noise of anything else. You got to drown yourself with the noise and the peacefulness and, you know, just the embrace of God. And I think that, um, that just in this time, it's really shown me that, that in the end, man is going to fail no matter what, but God never will, you know? Right. And so, um, it's cool because, you know, like even though we fail, we still have that chance, that grace, you know, given to us that we can um, just be refined by Him, so that we can come out better than we were, you know. And yeah. so, I keep thinking of First Peter six nine, where you rejoice in this, even though now, for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief and various trials. So that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him, nor you believe in him. And you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And so there are so many times when you feel like no matter what you do, whether you make it through this quarantine or you make it through the, the face mask wearing or whatever it may be, you know, yeah. or whether it's reading a Bible story to your kids or your grandkids or um, just simply giving your kids, a, your spouse or even like your next door neighbor, any of your time that you're getting nowhere, yeah, you walk away from things, and you're like, "Well, that was great. I I literally got nowhere with that person." But you know, I've been reading that um, "We Are the Gardeners" book by yeah. Joanna Gaines. Joanna Gaines is my girl. Um, and there's a part in the book where she says, "Whatever the seed is going to be is already inside of it," and so you know, you are planting seeds into people, you know, when you're talking, Watermelons. <laughs> not physical seeds, you know, Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you're planting seeds for the Lord in people and you're watering when you talk to them and when you shine the light on them, because plants can't live without light. They have to have light, you know,
0: that's very true.
1: And so you Are a gardener of God's precious gardener. (laughs) Take it. (laughs) Let me try that again.
0: Say it again. I'm going to say
1: it again for the people in the back. No? Is that lame?
0: People in the back of what?
1: You know, there's that like weird. Like of the car? No, there's like a lingo where it's like, say it louder for the people in the back.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, is
1: that, no, not like in a church? Oh, I don't know.
0: You know, like when a podcast, like, I don't think there's anybody in the back <laughs> listening. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a little different concept.
1: Okay, I'm just going to rewind all together. Okay. So uh, you are planting seeds. You are watering them. You are giving them light, you know, by bringing God's light yeah, into their plants life. plants need light. Uh-huh, plants need light to live. So you are the gardener of God's precious garden.
0: Boom. There like it job. is. Good job, baby. Thanks. So love that, baby. I think that was awesome. Um, you know, so since my dad isn't here to give you guys the word of encouragement, I'm going to hit you with this. Uh-oh. Proverbs 1724 says, the discerning sets his face towards wisdom, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. So I've heard a lot of people talking about how this could be the beginning of the end for the United States. But I'm here to say, let's not be foolish in this. The world is not ending as we know it. Okay? (laughs) I mean, we all could be raptured right after we're done recording this show or during this podcast. True. And I could be totally wrong. Yeah. But I believe... That What this verse is telling us is to set our hearts, our minds on the Lord and his plans for our lives using the wisdom and discernment that he has blessed us with. What I feel like the Lord is telling me is right now as Christians, we need to come together, create a game plan,
1: mm-hmm. make
0: a schedule maybe, yes, and use this time to benefit the Lord. Use the negative in the world to push people towards Christ and not away from him.
1: So good.
0: Okay. That's the goal right now.
1: It's the goal. What's your end goal?
0: Yeah. What is your end goal? That's something for you guys to think about. You know, that when you go on this week, think about some goals that you have. Think about some goals that you have in your marriage, some goals that you have with your kids, some goals that you just have for yourself, even like um, a couple podcasts ago my dad made me do all the talking basically and he was interviewing me
1: that's Justin's favorite
0: and yeah and so he was like basically bringing up some goals for myself that I just haven't really thought about and stuff in a while you know and it was really hard and it's hard um to think about different goals and trying to achieve them because I think that sometimes um just in our lives we get complacent with what we're doing and there's there could be nothing wrong with what you're doing you know like you could be living a great normal life and you know still loving God loving your family Mm -hmm. doing all the right things and but sometimes I think it's still important for us to um, just have those different kind of goals that we can work towards and it just gives you something to go after and something to hope for.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's so true. I think when you start, um, when you get, when you have a family and when you get married and things like that, I think that a lot of the times people have goals going into a relationship or going into like starting a family and then those get put on the back burner for things of life. But those are still things that God has placed on your heart and those are still things that you we're called to do and so you still need to go forth and continue on with those things yeah because that's a special calling that God has placed on you right you know and it's okay to you know feel like you are comfortable in your position and comfortable in your place of work and things like that but sometimes God calls us to be uncomfortable and calls us to you know go out and you know Have that faith in him that he's going to provide for us and that he's going to see us through it. And so that's gonna help grow us in the end. And that's the goal. It's growing in him.
0: Yep, that's right, babe. Planting seeds. So That's about it, you guys. Um, it was awesome time, babe. I'm so glad that you got to come home. Or come, ho- not Come
1: home. home to the podcast. Yeah, come <laughs>
0: home to the podcast room, you know, and just be able to live in it for a little while.
1: Yes, it's nice in here. I, the on-air sign is on. I've, I'm yep. really excited to see it.
0: Well, we're on the air.
1: I know. I've never actually seen it, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's what it looks like when we're on the air. This is Pretty beautiful.
1: Cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so. Well, this is fun. We should do it again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Love to.
1: So are we going to do the thing?
0: Uh, Yeah, of course we're going to do the thing. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Remember, guys, in, in the, the midst, midst of, of life's storms, we, we are, are always, always better, better together. together.